everyone, and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Nezens. This is Ash, and I'm joined by my three lovely co-podcasters, Jimin. Hi, guys. Nat. Hey. And Jay. Hello. And just want to say welcome back to this wonderful podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about a number of things um, having to do with fan cams and clowns and, you know, the regular K-pop stuff. So stay tuned. First off, let's talk about what we listened to this past week. Who wants to start? I'll go. So I've been listening to, and I know I'm going to get so much hate from Mrs. Ackerman and maybe some others for this, but I've actually been listening to Ed Sheeran, like his uh, early, early work. Um, Okay, wait. (laughs) Ed Sheeran, we're talking about. Okay, if we're talking about plus, like Lego House and um, um, Kiss Me and Give Me Love, yes, we're talking. That's fantastic, amazing. That whole album is wonderful. If we're talking about after that, he's had like one or two hits. So, okay, so sis, uh, let me tell you what we're talking about. We're talking about plus and multiply. Because Multiply has one of my favorite Ed Sheeran songs of all time. It's called I'm a Mess. It is, <laughs> I mean, it's just a great song. I don't even know how to explain it. Um, I, it has one on there, which I like. Um, it has Photograph, which I like. It has Tenerife C, which I like. And I, this is super controversial, but I'm going to say it. It has thinking out loud, which I like. So that's a fantastic song. Good for you. Yes, facts. Look at you recognizing facts. Now you've come a long way. So <laughs> yes, girl. I've been. I don't. To be honest with you, I don't know any Ed Sheeran after Multiply that I can think of. Like after Multiply, I'm kind of. I mean, I'm at a loss. I don't know any of the other songs. I like Perfect. I will admit, I like both the original and the remix with Beyonce. How does that go? So baby, I dance na na na, da na 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 na, da na 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 na, listening to our favorite song. Have you never heard that song? No, Nat, you're the worst That's Shazam Grammy. ever. Oh my God, where is your Grammy for that? <laughs> I mean, you just give them out nowadays, so. You know, I would get up. And you know what though? If I released that song, it wouldn't even be a pop hit. It'd be under progressive R and B. So <laughs> I'm so dead. When I saw that, I was like, they really think that they're like changing the world with that. Like, bro, <laughs> they're like, here's your N-word category. We're just gonna re rename it. It's the same thing. <laughs> You know what? You know what they should really do? They should give Beyonce some like albums of the year, but for past albums because she should, she deserved it for at least Lemonade. And they didn't even give it to her. They gave her the best urban album or whatever, like the best R&B contemporary or something. So they gave her the Black Award. They should let Kanye present it to her too. Uh-huh. Um, I think. Okay, 
Grammys, child, y'all, y'all tried it. Y'all really, in fact, you know what? Maybe BTS will get nominated this year for a progressive R&B award. I think that's in their horizon. So they have that to look forward to. But yeah, that's really what I've been listening to is Ed Sheeran and some fun. Do you guys remember fun? Mm-hmm. With Janelle Monae, <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you see that um, thread of all like the best white songs? <laughs> like, pretty much, it was on Twitter. Are you? No, you see that? I have to link that. No, yeah, because they had fun on there. It had All American Rejects. It had uh, Paramore, obviously. It had um, the shoes. It the had flavor. It had Kings of Leon. It had um, who else? They had like tons of like actual good music that i mean like that's tasteful know. that list so far sounds pretty good the the blue-eyed soul as they called it back in mm. the day <laughs> and, but you know what i kind of went i went through and i looked back to like all the music that i was listening to between 2012 and like 2014 and i swear to y'all it was like basically only like Ed sheeran it was paramore it was sarah Bareilles, it was um freaking Okay, don't roast me for this. Mumford and Son. <laughs> I, I am a huge Mumford That's and Son. That's crap of big. No, I am a huge Mumford and Son. Oh my God. I have actual, like, I have actually have like, a best yeah. of Mumford and Son's playlist. Uh-uh, on my y'all both be at Crackle Barrel with them. me today. Why don't I know more? Those are like two of the best albums of all time. Come on. It's like Kings of Leon and their second album. And um, the one with um, Be Somebody or Lose Use Somebody. Be somebody. Yeah. That, like that album, too. Only by the Nights is what I think it was called. It was a fantastic album. I mean, yeah, I I, I went back and I listened to that old uh, Monsters and Men song. I know y'all know that song. And I don't I never liked the whole hey song by the Lumineers. No. But I found myself listening to a lot of that type of like folk feeling indie sort of music. I listened to a lot of freelance wells back then. So I was just going through this whole thing, like this whole weekend where I was, well, this past weekend where I was just listening to like a lot of this stuff. And yeah, I think I'm like rediscovering my love for like the whole indie rock alternative kind of music. Levine. I loved Avril Levine. You know, I like Skater Boy was cute. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about Avril Levine outside of Skater Boy and Girlfriend. Complicated. complicated um, oh, complicated. Yeah. That's the only song you need to hear <laughs> with you. With you. Um, Footsteps in the Sand. I know Leona Lewis redid it, but Avril's version is still really good. Um, just don't give me to singing Bleeding Love. I know okay. when it first came out, I did not like Bleeding Love. I thought it was trash. I thought it was weird sounding. And then I realized that she had to, um, I realized, you know, you can't just be any kind of person and sing that song. Oh, no. Like, a lot of these K-pop artists could not sing that song, and it didn't sound good. Um, period. <laughs> For sure. No, that's facts. That's facts. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of what I was just going back and doing is just listening to all of that music. Girl, do y'all remember uh, uh, somebody I used to know? Yeah, of course. 
Oh my. I love that song. I actually really do. I think like it's not hard to sing, but like the lyrics are so like they punch you in the face pretty much. Like holy crap when you're listening to that song. Yeah. So I love that song. Um, okay, so I guess I'll go next. Yeah. I have been listening to, I should have been listening to a lot of like anime openings and closing songs. <laughs> so like I'm listening to the ones for Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, Seven Deadly Sins. We did talk about that off air recently. And uh, I love that anime. It's my favorite thing in the world. And so I've been listening to this theme song from that. Linked Horizon from Attack on Titan. Of course. I know Red Swan's a good song too, but the first two openings for Attack on Titan are just epic. Attack on Titan has a lot of English music. Yeah. And like like rock music too. Yeah. At the, yeah. I, I, that was the, the one thing that shocked me the most when I started watching it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of um, anime is like that as well too, uh, but I just really love the rock theme songs that they were using in it. It's just so so freaking good uh and then i've been listening to um just oh black clover as well too in terms of anime music and then yeah i was listening to uh just reggae and some apple music playlists like just stuff that they recommend in terms of like r&b and stuff because i was trying to like open up my horizon i mean i feel like we should bring back r&b and that way, like, these Black artists don't go to Korea and, like, not get paid to write for them. So <laughs> we should probably, like, make R&B an actual thing again. I mean, I know, obviously, there's a lot of R&B artists. But in terms of, like, crossover appeal, there's, like, very little, unfortunately. Um, so I, I would love to sort of bring that back and, like, have more, you know, Black artists over here creating music and sort of, like, singing it and and touring and, and giving us shows and stuff like that putting more money back into their pockets i have also been listening to katie perry's um chain to the rhythm i don't know what it is about song but that song is just so airwormy and it's so catchy and i just like love singing it so that's what i've been listening to in terms of k-pop uh, <laughs> i haven't listened to really any k-pop in a while i feel like not since we last recorded at the very least i don't think uh I maybe listened to more and more by twice again, just to see if I liked it. I don't. And then I listened to a pinks, uh, dumb, dumb, dumb. And, uh, yeah, that was it. Not really a lot. Sorry guys. Um, well, I am like that where I haven't been listening to a lot of K-pop either since the last time we met. I've been listening to a lot of, like, radio and, like, podcasts um, and things like that. Although, Nat, you were talking about, I hope I don't mess up her name, Rina Sawayama? Is that her name? Rina, yeah, Sawayama. Yeah, I listen to some of her stuff, and it's really good. Like, it's, like, the best like traditional pop but it has like an edge to it yes and it's just it's really great and i'm just like how did i not listen to this before um but i'm trying to discover new and different people to listen to just to get out of the rut of hearing the same people over and over again i will say um just like as a hint for that um i'm on apple music i don't really use spotify 
So for me, I go to a lot of the playlists that they have already created. And then um, like, if I'm really trying to shake the table, I'll go by like year. So I'll just be like, oh, what were the R&B hits in 1999? <laughs> or like yeah. what are the pop hits in 2003? And honestly, it does open up your world to things that you've forgotten, things you've never heard before. And so it kind of just like opens you up to things that, you know, are just different and, and may become your favorite song. You never know, right? So playlists mm-hmm. are really, really, really helpful. We should actually make more on here, just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no yeah i do like look on lots of playlists not on apple music but on like my other like apps and things i have to try and like find new stuff oh and Kali ray jepson um don't side eye me but her dedicated side b came out and i don't like it as much as her uh original dedicated album but um it's got a couple of good bops on there and she's good for pure pop like if you're missing like just good pure pop music she's a really good um source of that so check it out yeah okay jay um the only k-pop that i've been listening to is uh (laughs) their new goo (laughs) um one the nine um in theory, they should disband because their contract's been up for 12 months, but they're still a group from what I know. Um, so that's about the only K-pop that I've listened to. Um, I heard, well, I listened to the Lady singles um, and just like their new song. Um, so I haven't heard the rest of the album yet. Um, outside of that, I listened to like Whitney Houston, like in the 80s. <laughs> so um, like How Will I Know, um, So Emotional, I think that was in the 80s. Um, so like her songs in that era and uh, Earth, Wind and Fire. Um, I listened to Boogie Wonderland a lot. <laughs> and um, and ABBA too. I was uh, a dance queen. ABBA is the best. Ago. So best. I also have an actor list. I'm not gonna lie, just throwing that out there too. It would be easy to make a K-pop a disco playlist or disco like songs that they have. That would be easy to make. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> That's, all That's all I've been listening to. <laughs> okay. Okay. And before I move on, I do wanna say like I have heard Chloe and Hallie, and I am really intrigued by them. Oh, girl, um, do it is a bop. Yeah, it is. And, yeah, I just, like, love their everything. Um, and I'm really anticipating their album, so I just wanted to put that out there. It's really good. Okay. Uh, comebacks. Um, comebacks. We have who came back in the past week or is coming back in the upcoming weeks. Twice, TXT, Treasure, Momoland, Stray Kids, 17, Blackpink, and is it AB6? It's irrelevant since one of their members got kicked out, but (laughs) um, I I think that's what it is. AB6, okay. I want to say that I am still not giving YG any money. 
I don't know about you guys. I don't care how many groups he's gonna have come back. They're not getting my money. That's my thoughts on the Blackpink comeback and the oh, treasure. Um, I mean, I'm gonna listen to the Blackpink comeback. I I never pay for things for Blackpink though, so okay. <laughs> you hear that FBI? <laughs> Wait, Matt is Canadian. You hear that Canadian government? <laughs> it's the CSI, but. Yeah, the Canadian government ain't got no money anyways, so <laughs> she's good. Uh, hello, the Canadian government may be in oh, deficit, you know, but you want to go there? You go there? <laughs> but but we, I don't. I I'm not 100 on top of the financials of my government, but I'm pretty sure our deficit is not as big as the U.S. is. I'm very. I'm almost 900 sure of that. Okay. <laughs> Y'all running out of funds for everything. Everything yeah. that y'all start over there, y'all don't ever finish. Country fights. Because we put that money into things like the hospital. So when I go and get checked, it's not, it doesn't cost $300. Okay, but we're not talking about the hospital. <laughs> we're talking about everything. Everything. Everything that Canada tries to start, y'all don't got the money for. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly I, I honestly don't know what you're talking about, but as I said before, <laughs> some of that money does go to places where it needs to be. And I'm actually very grateful for that. So I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> Any other thoughts? Is that how <laughs> you know what? There's an anime like that where the countries are like classmates and like siblings. I and swear like to you, we talk about Hitalia every episode. <laughs> and and, and that never knows what it is. I never remember the name of this anime, but um, the the like America and, and Canada are brothers, and the younger the brother, right? yes, Canada, Canada is soft, man. Canada is the softest in the entire world. <laughs> but yes, um, yes, let's continue. Let's talk about K-pop and things. Okay, mm-hmm. this war episode will be five hours long. Black <laughs> <laughs> pink, so they can oh, get some pink. records. I'm gonna it's gonna stream for them girls. Um, <clears throat> that's my goal for them. Um, you know, it's just that, and I do like what I heard so far from Treasure. So <sighs> we'll see how long they're gonna last because yg has a record of uh screwing over all his groups so <laughs> I'll, I'll enjoy treasure while i can <laughs> i'm just happy that someone at yg finally said like we're clowns and they're they're committing to it so uh i'm gonna be very interested to see how this and the pre-release single because they are dropping a pre-release single single at the end of the month and then they're gonna drop clowns I guess in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I assume that this pre-release is going to be a ballad because for, for whatever reason, they feel like they need to drop ballads a lot. I don't know. <laughs> um, and, you know, they think that they're a singing group sometimes. So I, I honestly do feel like the pre-release is going to be very different. So if one's going to be like hype up, we're all like hip hop artists and whatever, then the pre-release is probably going to be very soft. And sort of maybe dreamy going into that. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, they're, the Twice Comeback, I didn't actually listen to the album yet. I just listened to more and more. And because I didn't like it, I didn't listen to the album. But I did hear that the album is actually pretty good. Uh, Fancy's mini was really good. So I, I do hope that that sort of continues along that thread. Um, 
Who else is uh, Momoland? I will support Momoland because before anybody's favorite group was out here talking about Black Lives Matter, they were like, "We we see you and we feel you." So I will definitely listen to Momoland's comeback when it comes out. Yeah, and that's it. Okay, let's move on to AB six and. There was news recently of member Lim Young Min uh, being caught drunk driving, and after that, he was put on hiatus. However, recently, uh, his company, Brand New Music, has come out saying that Lim Young Min is basically leaving the group and the AB6 will continue promotions as a six-member group. And, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know how long AB6 has been around. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I can't really say if he's really missing out on a huge opportunity or not. I mean, they're a boy group, so regardless, they'll get some, you know, close-knit, like, tight-knit fandom of girls that will buy anything they put out regardless. But, you know, I don't drink and drive. <laughs> it's pretty simple. And, um, you know, he got caught doing it. And, you know, they're worried about the blowback. So they booted him from the group. Any thoughts on that? And they can pretend all they want about the drinking and driving. That's our whole culture. It's just drinking until you fall down. <laughs> um, I mean, this is the first time that we heard somebody, you know, doing that and it won't be the last. And like, uh, like you said, they're just probably doing damage control. We're just kicking them out now. Um, yeah. The group is kind of popular because one of the one of one of the one-on-one guys is thin there, or two of them. So um, they're kind of new, but not really. Um, and that's because of it. That's why. Um, yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> Jay, do you know enough about them to know if, like, having one member leave will affect them a lot? or? I don't think so, because the... The, the the day day we from 101 he's in the group and so i think that's why ab6 is so popular because he had a lot of fans um the guy that got kicked out i really don't know much about him <laughs> so i think they'll be fine um because <clears throat> if they, we got kicked out then i think that they uh would be struggling but since it's not him, I think they'll be fine. And I think they sell pretty decently, too. Um, they only have, like, one song that I like, because the other songs I really wasn't feeling. But that's <laughs> just me. <laughs> so I think they'll, they'll be fine. Okay. Any other thoughts on AB6? I honestly don't know who AB6 is. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be very honest with you. But like Jay said, drinking is such a huge part of Korean culture that 
drunk driving is something that I feel like it happens a lot because I mean we see it so much in terms of the k-pop and the k-drama world itself that it must be like times I don't know 10 20 whatever for the regular people who are just like trying to make it you know um in 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 what seems to be in a lot of ways a very hard and just like grind you know um so I am not surprised. I was a little shocked that they had quickly sort of removed him from the group and removed them from promotions and like merchandise and stuff like that. Like from what I'd heard, like they, it came out and then they removed them and it was like, let's move on. Like this never happened. <laughs> it was just like, okay. <laughs> I, you don't really see that happen as much. Usually with drunk driving, like they go into reflection and uh, there was that time when JYP, the company, um, like shaded, um, what's his name from 2PM, who had been out drinking and they were like, you know, we apologize for his behavior. We have like, they, they actually have like a, a car service for their idols to use in these situations, but he decided that he wanted to go out and drink. So they were kind of just like, you know, we apologize for his behavior, but also this exists. So make up your mind people on how you want to feel about that. So it's, yeah, it's, it's just a regular thing. It seems I'm just really happy that nobody got hurt and that this wasn't, you know, one of the worst stories about train driving, uh, where somebody loses their life. Unfortunately, uh, he's lucky that, you know, it, it wasn't to that extent. And he only just got kicked out of his group and his future change. So, sorry. Yeah, that's it for me. Jimin? Yeah, I agree. Next. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next up, we have some news about FX and Amber. So basically, um, Amber has had some commenters that have been harassing her for a while for some reason, well, partially for different reasons, but she posted about sending an email to rep representatives to push for first degree murder charges against George Floyd's killer. And then some K-pop fans got upset uh, because they're acting like she was trying to get an acquittal or something. And it's just been kind of uh, unfortunate layout of events, but Basically, Amber has been getting kind of piled on. The way I kind of look at it is that, you know, I reserve the right to kind of not mess with people after they say or do certain things that I don't agree with and just say, okay, you know, I'm just not messing with them anymore. But with that said, people reserve the right to grow and learn and expand their horizons and you know maybe she has learned from 
you know, what she said in the past. I can't really judge from like what she's posted. She has, she has been posting about Black Lives Matter. And um, I think a Twitter post from hers was from an actual Black Lives Matters event that was, I guess the video was kind of implying that she was there. So, you know, if she's changed her mind, if she's been reading and been learning, then, then, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I don't, I do have a problem with randomly harassing people online over things that they've said. Um, you know, I don't, I don't agree with that. And, you know, telling her to like kill herself and, you know, making up lies that she's pregnant. And she says that she's doing research and wants to talk about Black Lives Matter and matters. And if that's the case, then, you know, good for her. But even if not, you know, I, I, I don't really see the worth of going online and just, you know, and doing those kind of heinous things, um, regardless of, you know, what she said. So, you know, I hope that Amber has been learning and has been educating herself, but at the same time, the people that were going after her, I mean, they were definitely wrong, regardless of what she said, you know, you don't, you don't tell people to, to kill themselves. It's just not, you just don't do that. So any thoughts? Uh, yeah. So I do agree that I think that people are, people have a right to decide if they want to forgive somebody for, for something that they've done or said, like it's completely up to them and that's their prerogative. But Telling somebody to kill themselves, uh, especially in this situation where, as you mentioned, Amber actually has done, you know, she's been at protests and she has been using her platform um, in an educational manner um, that sort of shows also that she is learning. I think it's not quite fair in that regard to harass her in this manner. I mean, you don't have to like her. You don't have to agree with her, but usually if I don't like her, I don't agree with someone on Twitter, I block them and I mute them and I like remove them from my, my world in, in a lot of ways. You know, I don't look for them to bully them, um, especially somebody who like, you know, as, as we have mentioned again, you know, does seem like she is learning. You have to give people time to learn. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I probably said some ignorant things in the past too. And I'm like and I actively say that I can sort of be like a garbage bin sometimes. <laughs> but like you have to give people room to learn and especially if they want to learn. And that's a, that's really important. And for different people, seeing that drive or that will to learn and to be better and you know for self-improvement, that is completely up to you and I guess what how you decipher it how you see validity in it and 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 the integrity of it like that is completely up to you but for me I feel like Amber is trying to do better and so I can't in good conscience then keep 
slapping her in the face about something that she said that was, yeah, definitely ignorant. We talked about it on here. Um, but like, if we want, if, if we want people to be better, you know, like we say we do, then we have to give some people the room to do so. And so I, yeah, I just don't think that people making up stories that she's pregnant and, you know, telling her to kill herself and stuff like that. I don't think that's right. I personally like don't see a reason to do it. It's just like, if you don't like Amber, just don't mess with Amber, like block her, mute her, you know, burn your FX albums. I don't know. Do something like that. Just like, She's doing a lot more <laughs> in a lot of ways than some of these people, these other idols that are being like praised on the internet who, you know, put a little hashtag and let it left it at that. So, you know, just check your hypocrisy and ask yourself like, you know, Jesus, was it Jesus? Yeah. Jesus said it best, you know, like, um, let he who has not sinned cast the first stone. And I mean, you know, you don't have to be religious obviously to believe in that, but Wait, you know. Jesus said that? Isn't it Jesus who said that? Wasn't it Jesus who said that? I don't, I don't think Jesus said this. Is. Ain't you know, drawing no stones. Wasn't it Jesus who said that? Because they were all in like old time Jerusalem and all these people were like hating on some prostitutes and stuff. And Jesus was like, hold up, hold up. Are you perfect? Please. I want to see somebody out here who has not sinned come and condemn these people for their quote unquote sins. And nobody could say anything. I'm pretty sure that was a story that happened. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sin cast the first soul. According to the gospel of John, (laughs) the Pharisees in an attempt to discredit Jesus brought a woman. Okay. That's all irrelevant. Um, I guess Jesus did say that. (laughs) 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 <laughs> come correct <laughs> listen i may not have been able to read that whole book through because genesis keeps stopping me but i do know some parts of the bible okay i do know them quite well <laughs> jesus, really? you know i still in the back of my mind was saying yeah jesus did say that but at the same time i was like for some reason that was what jesus would say <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking that. Oh, it was pretty funny. But yes, my whole point here, um, and you know, as I said, like you don't have to be religious. I'm just using that as a quote. So let's look at it just like a quote and like remove the religious component. But like, you know, people out here want to judge other people, but they don't look inside themselves and things that they need to fix and the things that they need to change. And, you know, Amber's on a bigger platform. Obviously she has so many more eyes on her. So when she fucks up, it's like a bigger deal, obviously than you know, things that even we say on this podcast. (laughs) So I get it. But as I said, like just block her, mute her. Don't listen to FX anymore. Like just move on. Like there's, it's so easy to avoid Amber. Like it's, so easy guys you can just do that and you know she will continue and hopefully she does get better because i know she slipped up with that TikTok video that she did she did about like hater came on her and stuff like that you know she slipped there but she seems like she's rebounding and she seems like she is actually learning something so let's see where this journey takes her maybe she'll be worse maybe she'll be better and she'll start educating some of her fellow k-pop artists i don't know gotta give her room to to figure that out and just like either go with her for the ride or leave her alone what do you guys think 
Sorry, I'm just stuck on. I'm doing some research on Jesus now. <laughs> I'm just. I'm mad at myself. <laughs> Do we need to have Bible study, Jimin? Probably, cause. <laughs> Are there any other thoughts on Amber? Just like everyone said, he just kind of got to leave her alone in some aspects. Um, like everyone else, like after she proven her ignorance, I kind of was like, okay, I'm done with her. I mean, I really wasn't that into FX um, anyways. Or she wasn't like somebody in the group that I was like, oh, I wonder what she's doing. Um, <laughs> so, but the stuff about, you know, what they were saying about, about like her whole pregnancy, well, fake pregnancy and things like that. Like, that was like, that's just little kid stuff. I mean, I don't know. This is like high school stuff. They kid, not even that, like middle school stuff. They kids do on the internet. Um, <laughs> that's k-pop's main demographic so i guess i was on brand <laughs> to do that um but yeah that's just no other thoughts well who would have thought with all of the protests and demonstrations going on that k-pop would be seen as the saviors of the movement the way some people are acting. So with everything going on post the murder of George Floyd and all of the um, activism going on online, K-pop fans have been getting involved. So the first thing that happened was a couple weeks ago, there is a tweet about the Dallas, an app for the Dallas police, where they were trying to get picked photos of people um, from the protests and they had posted it on their Twitter for anyone that has a video of illegal activity from the protest and is trying to share it with the Dallas PD, they could download it to the iWatch Dallas app. So, and the replies to the request from Dallas police, hundreds of K-pop fans replied with photos and videos of their favorite artists. And people also claimed to have submitted videos of the police harming protesters, as well as fan edits of K-pop artists to the iWatch Dallas app. So that took the app offline. People, they reacted to this pretty pretty well. Then there's another case with Grand Rapids where the Grand Rapids PD also said they, they posted a tweet to upload any picture or video from the protest. And they also spammed that thread. Uh, racists tried to respond to the Blackout Tuesday tag on Instagram in solidarity with protests with Whiteout Tuesday. K-pop fans spammed that with fan cams. And they also 
decided that since, you know, while we're doing that, why don't we take all the racist hashtags and take them over? So they spammed all of the hashtags that were racist and uploaded K-pop fan cams. And while, you know, I, I'll mention this later, uh, I... Yeah, I would say that that's kind of counterproductive seeing is that the tags that did make them trend because everyone was, they were all posting on there. But, you know, some people see it as if it's going to trend, it might as well be for something that has nothing to do with the original intent. So because of that, the K-pop fans got coverage. Um, on Good Morning America, they had a segment called K-pop fans fight for justice, take over hashtag to drown out racist posts. And then Jordan Peele actually made a tweet called heart hashtag K-pop stands. I, you know, I honestly don't know how to feel about this because it's almost like people are using all of their tricks and methods that they typically use to dox people that they don't like or manipulate voting for their faves or, you know, whatever technical hacking to say and, you know, want to be part of the community. And yet, you know, you're getting involved with this movement and they're so proud of yourselves and proud that you've got all this, getting all of this attention for doing, doing this. And it's like, well, I mean, what if they knew what you did on a regular basis? You know, and like I said, it's not all K-pop fans, but it's a good, it's a healthy percentage of them uh, on Twitter <laughs> um, that making Black k-pop fans lives a living hell and in the midst of all this there have been a couple of articles that have come out uh talking about this about how you know black k-pop fans are treated in the fandom and and teen vogue even ran an article about that about that about bts's black fans and how they feel so marginalized so it's just kind of, you hear about, you know, K-pop, Black K-pop fans save the day. It's like, great, they drowned out a hashtag, you know. That's wonderful. That's really going to end systematic racism in the country. You know, I, you know I, at the end of the day, it's a nice gesture, I suppose, but I, it just kind of makes me roll my eyes. Um, on some level it really does thoughts uh yeah so i definitely did not agree with rounding out hashtags because i feel like it's kind of counterproductive <laughs> uh, but i did see somebody say that the algorithm is different on facebook and i guess they're trying to say that this was something they had wanted to do more so on facebook than twitter i'm not sure exactly because i don't really navigate a lot of the fandom 
stand sort of like communities in K-pop as much as I used to, but that is what I heard. Uh, it just, I think what my problem is that it's a yes, like with the police scanners and things like that, it's very, very effective. But in terms of a hashtag, all you're doing is promoting your fave. And, and getting, you know, hateful things to trend. I don't really see the point in that, to be honest with you. And all these people sort of giving K-pop fans props is also kind of icky because K-pop itself has been sort of like a cesspool of just hypocrisy and hate and uh, a lot of, you know, Black fans feeling that they're not seen. And that now that it's popular to be all Black Lives Matter, but now it's kind of seeing support that they were particularly against at the beginning of, of this current movement. And so I, I, I feel like, you know, Jordan Peele's not going to know <laughs> about, you know, the, uh, the racial treatment, you know, and how Black armies had to create their own hashtag and their own spaces because regular armies were just ridiculously racist towards them and you know the need for all these black spaces in k-pop because there's no room for us in other places because people don't value us and so like i i don't expect jordan peele to know that to be honest sees these articles that people are writing and they're writing it because they know that they're going to be popular uh they know that they're clickbait and so they're going to push the narrative that k-pop stands are you know great now like yeah let's let's pull them in. And it's like, that's not even the case, you know, like things are actually like not great. <laughs> like every time I log into Nyan, because like that is more K-pop focus. I kind of scroll through it and just like, wow, it's, it, in, in some ways it feels like people are trying and there's a lot of solidarity from uh, allies, and things like that. But in a lot of ways, you think people sort of dig their heels and just not commit to you know being better people and not being jerks so i don't know i honestly don't know where k-pop will go from here on an international level because let's be real the black fans are the ones that are lit and they're the ones who really instigated this push in the west especially and so a lot of these artists feel are, are probably just paying lip service in a lot of ways uh, and i mean we see it i feel like we as black fans we see it and we have an idea of who is actually here to help and who is not who's only here to help themselves and so i feel like going forward you're probably going to see a lot less uh, um, unconditional support in a lot of ways. Uh, I think we're going to, a lot of people are going to treat it like any other genre of music and not get into the fan culture as much just because, you know, there's no fakes for us. Like a lot of these, I, these, these, uh, I know I, I've seen a lot of black K-pops and sort of tweeting that they're, you know, not, they're canceling orders and they're not going to financially support people in the same way. I mean, obviously it is staying culture. So there'll always be somebody else who's going to buy like 10 copies of the same album. <laughs> who knows what that will mean, but uh, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of dig seeing black fans sort of write it out together. So I've been seeing a lot more solidarity with, k-pop like black k-pop fans and they're pushing back you know they're not 
it, it looks like they're not going to be as supportive unconditionally, financially, and just time and things like that. Because, you know, we do see how we, we see the deal. We see what, what's going on. We're not, you know, blind to the, that type of behavior anymore. So, and I, as I said, like, it's, it's, uh, I'm noticing a lot more, um, like the, the real allies have really sort of stepped in and, and they want to help and they want to be active and they want to be supportive. And you know, they ask the questions that need to be asked and it's, it's very cool. And, you know, I think that we have, I think it's bringing a lot of specific specific fans together um, in ways. So, I mean, I'm seeing uh, like the bad, like the really bad, and I'm seeing like the really good. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see how it goes because like when Blackpink and their um, comeback had uh, been announced, I didn't see it in a lot of places that I expected to see it. And it was a lot of people who were just like, Mm, that's nice <laughs> so and I, I mean obviously there was burning sun and everything that happened with that as well so it's not just you know this movement but yg e and all of their artists who benefit directly from blackness being silent on this has has spoken a lot of um has been just really crazy to to think about to be honest and so a lot of people are probably not as interested in in what blackpink will be bringing so we'll see what do you guys think? Well, in other news of Black Lives Matter, uh, BTS, this company Big Hit, donated $1 million to Black Lives Matters groups. And uh, this was, of course, like after everyone else had posted things and made comments and, you know, then conspicuously, you know, they come up and say that they're making a $1 million donation. So fans uh, of the, in the group one in the army decide to match the amount. And let's see, the 1 million by BTS was reported on Saturday and by Monday afternoon, they had raised 1.3 million that they split evenly among more than a dozen organizations that were listed on um, BTS's webpage. Uh, I mean, the cynical side of me wants to say that this was performative uh, in some sense. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, the money is good. You know, there's no, there's no universe in where this is a bad thing that they have, um, have donated that much money to Black Lives Matter and that the fans have matched it. But knowing what we know about, you know, the fans and the company, it feels a little like, you know, here's all this money, one million, you know, we make way more than that. But here's one million to show that, you know, 
we care so much more than everyone else. And the fans are like, well, let's show that we're the biggest fan group in the world and we can raise another 1.3 million. So on the one hand, it's a good thing. And hopefully there are people that went into it with good intentions, but at the same time, uh, you know, you know, performative on some level. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, they didn't hesitate to drop them bang bang bombs and things like that. So you're going to wait a week to make a donation? Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like you said, it does feel performative. Like they were waiting to see what everybody else was going to do. And then try and, and, you know, top them. Um, they have a platform, you know, since they went to the UN and all this and that. And then when it was time for them to step up, you know, it was just like they just drag their feet. You really didn't say too much, just like, oh, here's a donation to Black Lives Matter. And then they just went about their merry way. So, yeah, so there's that piece. And then, like, their fans. No comment, really. They are rich, though. So them getting the $1 million uh, raised, I'm not surprised. Because they do have a lot of rich fans, which I kind of don't understand. They're spending all their money on these boys that really don't know. But it's your money, I guess. Um uh, yeah, this just seems like it's going to be one more thing that they're just going to throw in other spaces, like oh, BTS donated a million dollars and your group didn't, and then the fans did too, like that's what it, this feels like like, I'm not saying that any kind of donation is like, oh, it's at a genuine or, you know, like a tax break <laughs> But it's just going to be something that they're going to use against everybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I uh, I actually do agree with the sentiment. Like when I saw that they had donated the money, it felt like a lot too late. And honestly, they have like a million dollars to them is probably like Trump change, like. <laughs> like I, I they make so much money uh a million dollars each that would have been different but uh for like the them as a collective it felt dingy it felt performative that you know we got the confirmation or they were doing those situation things uh like beyonce and all these western artists who you know some of whom are black so it it did feel like it was more so for the sake of saying that they did it versus them actually meeting it. And, you know, as I was talking about before, we see, like, we've, we kind of know what the deal is as fans now. We, we're not going to be acting like, you know, everything is done from your heart, especially knowing how, like, commercial and how um, financially motivated pop is. Everything that they do, for a reason it's for you know a profit so that's 
like this is not surprising and then as jay mentioned yeah now you're gonna have the fans say like well we did this you know your fave didn't do this and it's like well you know you have no excuse for why it took them so long to do anything because they also like like jay said you're gonna have these fans i guess to make a statement before you did your big international thing all of a sudden it's like yeah well we always meant to we were just waiting for the receipt to come through for our million dollar donation and now your fans are turning around and being like well of course opas are into this they are a worldly group that is better than everybody else because you know they're not just k-pop they're global artists and it's like well you know k-pop artists actual k-pop artists who probably still don't kind of understand everything that's going on, said, holy crap, the police are unfairly treating Black people um, and, and murdering them and outright, like, this has to be genocide at this point. And they're saying something about it. They have a lot more to lose, especially these female idol groups uh, where, you know, their male artists, their male fans are, like, really quick to be like, oh, you guys shut up and look pretty. They have a lot to, to lose. They're also 100% like Korean in that they're not Korean Americans. They only know about living in They're younger too. Because like Yuri from Red Velvet and the girls from Momoland, I'm pretty sure they're younger than, than the um, members of, the, of BTS. They're not at, you know, um, the UN doing big speeches. They're not on the Grammys. So they had a lot more to lose and they were so willing to use their platform and in, in ways that didn't come across as placating, as performative. Even Blackface Yisung said something about Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Him! Now it's on 100 that they are fake. Everything that they do is for money. Everything they do is, is to feed the factory that pays them, you know, millions of dollars every year. I mean, the music doesn't even hit, so it's not like a loss for me. And don't think that it's just about me saying like, oh, you know, uh, about Catalog and who said Black Lives Matter, because it doesn't even matter. Like, if they said it or if they didn't say it, like, I'm not rating people on it. It just seems that they... <laughs> I mean, I never had to work with a big bang making songs about how to, to love yourself and, and and having modern dancers behind them. You know, Big Bang is what Big Bang is. We know the deal. We know the drill. I don't have to like defend them in that way because I don't want to win. And two, they haven't done anything for me or for the world to, to make it seem like they were better than other idols and that their music had more meaning. But I don't brand dependent on them being active, like um, activists, in the same way that I think that BTS's brand is is sort of tied to activism. Because the whole point of them, to a lot of people who were saying this, like for years, and and you know, uplifting them out of the K-pop bu- bubble, is that they are activists. They are here to give us something more, something deep, something that makes us think something that makes us feel better they're here to unite people they're here to um elevate social commentary and to unite the world and for them to be quiet about black lives matter and then to be like you know that gif where rihanna just throws wads of cash at people and as she walks away and for them to really pretty much do that and then their fans turn around to do that no thank you i i mean i've I was never a BTS fan, so <laughs> I'm not losing anything here. But <laughs> I definitely, definitely, definitely 
definitely think it's performative. I think it's just there to placate people. I think their fans not doing anything until they got the green light from BTS is just disgusting. I, you know, thank you for your money. I, I hope that these donations, these donations go to the people who need it, but you just made yourself worse. And I didn't think it was going to be possible, especially after seeing black fans actually be like, you know what? I have to like not be fans of this group anymore because of how I'm treated in, in, in by the fandom and instead of feeling included and, and feeling welcome and loved because we all love the same thing, I'm treated like shit so much that I have to have a separate freaking hashtag just for people who look like me in this space because you like because of the treatment that they receive from the majority of the fans. Like you can miss me on that, okay? Before I'm into K-pop, before I'm a K-pop fan, before I'm a K-drama fan, before I'm an anime fan. I am a black person, so I'm going to choose that every single time, and that's where my focus is going to be. And you know, as I mentioned before, I want to see kind of how people, black people, start moving in these spaces, and I do want to see us, you know, unify a lot more and be a lot, a lot more vocal and open about the things that we don't want. And I wanted to see a us a lot more financially motivated with the decisions that we make as well, too, and also with things that we trend. I'm not buying it. <laughs> like too long didn't read. The whole point is I'm not buying it, and I could do without. Thanks for the money. Goodbye to you, Jimin. I mean, you said it in more words than I ever could, so I definitely agree. And like I said, you covered all the bases. I won't say I definitely agree, but I will say that you covered all the bases. <laughs> I agree with most of it, though didn't you agree with girl i don't know just start <laughs> you can't be asking me questions like that that's kind of i just want to make sure you're listening that's why i asked the question okay yeah why wouldn't i be <laughs> what else would i be doing watching food shows girl what is I that what you think of me no i'm listening to you i listen to everything that you said i just don't have anything to add i mean i feel like we kind of touched on this in different segments of this very episode but also in our live and i know that people don't necessarily listen to you know just because you are here doesn't mean you you were at the live but um i kind of feel like i said a lot on you know along similar lines on the live so i I don't necessarily want to you know be redundant in that aspect i mean well we have one more topic uh, this is regarding the Nugu group 2Z, which had gained a large number of new fans and attention after being the one of the first Korean groups to publicly speak about and support the Black Lives Matter movement on their Twitter account. However, the group has now come under fire Um, as they released a new song which contains actual audio of George Floyd's last words, I can't breathe. Um, Basically, not long before he died at the hands of a white police officer. And now Twitter is accusing the group of trying to capitalize on the Black Lives Movement to grow their fan base without educating themselves on the matter. So people started unfollowing the group on Twitter, expressing their disappointment 
and the song was deleted and member Hyunwoong made an apology on his Instagram account. He said, he said, I wanted to make it known to the world in other special ways. I was too excited, but I didn't mean anything bad. I'm sorry. It's really my fault that there's a George Floyd sampling on the song. Many people listen to his voice and join the movement. Since I was young, I love black people, hip hop, basketball. I'm reflecting what I did. You can curse at me, but please don't do it at 2Z. I really wanted to love you guys and join you, but I was short thinking. Again, I'm deeply sorry. So this was definitely a decision that was not thought out. Uh, similar to the um, Yoongi uh, Jim Jones sample or Sugar Jim Jones sample, you know, we have another person taking audio and placing it on a song without thinking of the significance of that. Or maybe he was thinking of the significance of that and why you put it on there. But then, you know, if they were trying to make a song that reflected their social justice and all of that, but still it was the man's dying words. Like you just don't, you just don't do that. I mean, whether you're religious or not, like that's kind of sacred. Um, to just, you know, and it's such a raw, it's still, the whole situation is still very raw um, for you to take the sample of, you know, what he was saying and just put it on a song, you know, that you're making money off of. It just seems very, it's very thoughtless. And I do believe that they had good intentions from everything I've seen. They seem to be very, I don't want to say desperate, but they seem like they very much want support of their Black fans and they want to show that they respect Black culture, which is not very common among K-pop groups. So I feel like in their desire to do that, they overreached. Um, and bit off more than they could chew and took on with this song, did this without thinking, basically. It kind of uh, comes off like they were trying to capitalize off of the moment in a more, I don't want to say sinister way, but in a way that was like obviously only financially motivated. Um, see, I don't see it that way. I mean, well, no, I, I'm not saying that. Uh, but I was going to say, <laughs> continue on to say, like, I think that they may have had their hearts in the right place, but mm -hmm. it definitely, th if you take this as an, an isolated incident or take this within the context of what idols have been doing lately or like how we just got done talking about how Big Hit seems disingenuous or how we got done talking about, um, or, you know, in our, in our live ep uh, episode, um, how we talked about on AT Lackens and K-pop, how we talked about how Jay Park kind of seemed to, you know, do a 180 on his views. It, it, I can see, I mean, it does, it can't come off that way. And yeah. if I, if I didn't, I personally feel like maybe they, uh, just had a, it was just misguided, but, um, I totally can see why it comes off that way. It makes sense. Like, like a, from a logical perspective, right? Yeah. But, 
Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I I was finishing up, but yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Like, I can definitely understand why people were upset about it. And they did the right thing by apologizing. But um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely not the right thing to do. Um, they really should have thought more about, you know, what they were actually undertaking before you know, putting this man's dying words on a song. I mean, it's just not, it, especially in this climate, like you just, that's not something that you you want to do. Um, any further thoughts on that? Um, two, two, two things, at least. Um, I'm kind of stuck on when he's saying, I love hip hop. I love black people, hip hop and basketball. I'm kind of like, is that it? That's all we are? You know? <laughs> That's it. That's all black people are to you. It's just just that. Just hip hop and basketball. Um <sighs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm not even gonna get into it. <laughs> so <laughs> So I'm a little stuck on that. And then the thing about the audio is that it kind of reminds me of uh, the Beyonce song, the EXO, when she had the Challenger flight when, when it blew up. And then that's how the song starts. And then people mad at her for including that. And then she, well, I don't know if she said it, but I have seen people say that she included it um, to like not take the people that you have for granted because you know they could be gone you know any second and that's kind of what happened to the challenge people um, well part of it's too that she's Beyonce so she can at times get away with things um, so it Somewhat seems like they were trying to go for that, but the execution of it was not that great. Um, and the thing, and part of the thing is about like, I guess like those social justice kind of songs, is that for me that it has to feel like somewhat from a genuine place, like they actually care about whatever that social justice song is about or that they message that they want to try and say about it. Um, it seemed like this was just like a knee-jerk reaction somewhat. Um, I don't know if you talked about in the live, I saw some of it about like DM from Card and like how he's like, oh, he's doing a dance video to like make things <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I agree with everything that everybody has said. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily feel like it. What was, specifically did you agree with, Matt? That's what I'm getting into, okay, Jimin. So, like Ash said, I don't actually feel any malicious malicious intent from the group. I feel like ignorance. Yeah, like as Jay mentioned, you know, like. You know, they mentioned like hip hop, basketball, <laughs> you know, like I like the blacks and all the black things, you know, uh, <laughs> that's what it kind of came across with that statement. And it was very side eye worthy. Um, and but like Ash said, I don't necessarily think that it was 
um, malicious. I think that it was ignorant and I think it was thoughtless. Absolutely. And, you know, it is not smart to use that trauma, that pain in your, your work. And I mean, I could maybe see that they were trying to like um, add levity to it. To the actual song, if the song is really about George George Floyd, um, if that was the case, I could see it. But uh, I don't know. I don't actually know what the song was, and now it's gone. I'm sure like the internet has it because the internet never forgets. Uh, but uh, I don't. I, I don't really know enough to say one way or another if this is something that was performative, as you know BTS is doing, or if this is something that's just you know, they didn't know any better. And instead of checking with somebody who is black, you know, or they're black fans, you know, or, or just like thinking a little bit more about it, they just went ahead with it and dropped the song. And, you know, the, fee- the, the criticism that they're getting and the feedback that they're getting is very warranted because I personally don't really even look at Fang, uh, not Fang Cam, sorry. Um, just like these videos these days about all the police brutality that you're seeing people getting shot at with like rubber bullets and stuff like that. Like I don't, I personally choose not to see it because I feel like there is a maybe like a not quite a commercialization, but like this really weird push to to sort of like put a lot of the visible trauma from, um, you know, the police and, you know, from, um, you know, the ones that you see happening towards trans people and black women and and stuff like that and just putting it on the internet for everybody to see and there's like this i don't know i it's it makes me it's it's kind of creepy like i'm thankful for cameras because you know now we have proof but also i feel like people are just way too willing to put a video of a black person being beat up and murdered and you know everything now that i agree with and like all disturbing I saw a picture of somebody getting that was lynched. Like somebody literally put a picture of a lynch in to bring, you know, like, you know, to be like justice for this person for what happened to them. I'm like, you could have done that without putting the video, the picture up. And also you should have put some trigger wordings because I don't think it's fair for people who have, you know, trauma. Like this is Twitter. This is a very open forum for you to put things like that up. They're all willy nilly and not see a problem with it. Like if you want to value black people, you have to you have to sort of put put more thought into what you share of their trauma because when you put it out there for everybody to see people sort of become normalized to it and it's not a problem anymore because like oh well you know this is just another person who becomes a hashtag and it's like no that that's absolutely not what we want to do that's not what we want going forward so uh, yeah, I don't know. As I said, I don't think it's malicious. And I actually did like the apology. I felt like, as I said, like, it's that it just all comes across as something that's just not smart <laughs> at all. And the apology also speaks to that. So, I mean, I don't know who they were. I still don't know who they are. For me, it's not like um, I became a fan and I have to understand them, I have to cancel them. No, it's not all that. I don't you know, it's just something that has happened. And I do hope that, you know, they've learned from it. And I don't, I hope it doesn't like a lot of times people, what people do when, you know, something that they have tried flops and they get really bad feedback is they, they sort of like get stuck and like, I don't want to do anything anymore because I, you know, people hate me for when I try to do this and blah, blah, blah. 
And I really hope that's not the case. I think that it, they need education. And I hope that, you know, their Black fans, if they still have Black fans, uh, or even like their non-Black fans, you know, I hope they sort of, you know, just let them know for next time how to be better allies and how to be better people. And uh, I hope they truly do learn from this and move on and still support, you know, not like the lives of Black people, obviously, but also like, you know, the lives of, of, of these women's and the interim scandals and, you know, the comfort women and all this other stuff in Korea that is also very important. I hope it sort of like harkens back to their own sort of like national um, activism as well. And I hope that, you know, not afraid to speak up because we need more people who are not afraid to speak up, you know, on, on people that need it and the marginalized people. Because we've seen through BTS what happens when idol, when people with a platform speak up about things they get $2 million. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's very important to have people with platforms and with voices do it. We do it. We don't really have like, you know, huge ass platforms like a lot of these people do, but we still come here and we still, you know, speak about people that need help. And, Girl, I wish you know, I had a million dollars to give to these causes. Yeah, absolutely. If, I mean, I'm like, not rich so i've been trying to donate you know here and there and i'm just like i wish i had money to to do more and i wish i had like the freedom you know working for myself and and having my own paychecks and things like that where i could you know be active more so in communities and stuff like that too um i mean yeah i don't know it's just like it's a lot i know toronto's black life matter movement also is kind of iffy right now so <laughs> uh, but that's also not even here or there um in this conversation i just yeah i think that you know this is definitely not something we've seen before in k-pop um usually they just ignore black people and like we don't exist and our struggles are not real so this is a very different sort of situation that we're seeing here and um i i do hope that it's a learning lesson so that's it for me I guess what, okay, well, at least one thing is that if the K-pop companies want or groups want to be global, I guess I kind of don't understand why they're having such a hard time just, even if they don't understand, an apology is such out of the norm that I guess sometimes we don't know how to take that because I guess you know like we're so used to people just being like oh well your feelings are hurt deal with it company says I'm sorry I'm in reflecting everybody's gonna go about their business so for a group to what it looks like to actually be sorry about it it's kind of like oh really this is new yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that, that's all I got. Anyone have any shout outs? Girl, you know I do. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, I want to say once again, shout out to the listeners. Um, you guys have been with us. Uh, shout outs to you guys. Um, shout outs to all four of us. Um, it's great to be able to do this with all, with the four of us together. Um, shout outs to um, all the people who are uh, using their 
their voice and their their pockets and their everything that they have to make a genuine change. Um, and those are my shout outs. Um, really, really crazy past couple weeks, past couple months, really past whole year. How about that? <laughs> the whole 2020 has been a wild ride. So how about you guys? Any shout outs? Uh, that kind of was my shout out, just that we we made it. We're in June, so we're halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we got about six, six more months and a few weeks left, and uh, we'll hopefully be all done with all this craziness that's been going on and just extra so, you know, we made it this far. We can get through the next six months. So, yeah, yeah that's my, my shout out. Good, good. Uh, so my shout outs are to the movement and the that's going on right now. Um, everybody on the ground, everybody who came out on the ground who is doing the best. Uh, to support it as well from wherever they are and the support um, coming in from international places and you know they're doing a lot in Mexico from what I saw and you know France you know they're always looking for a good riot and a good protest so you know a lot of these places and in Korea Korea had um, a Black Lives Matter protest Um, so there's a lot of international places that are also showing support and uh you know i hope that we keep the pressure up we keep our feet on these people's necks uh because the police officers that murdered brianna uh taylor have not been arrested they i think they're on like paid leave or something like that so they are just you know free and easy at this point and you know there's so many countless other people who have been murdered uh i mean it's these are intentional decisions that these people make and they should be held accountable for it. So shout out to them. Shout out to you, everybody who is on the podcast today. It's great to have a full house. And I think that we had a lot of really interesting conversations and different diverse opinions on them. And uh, yeah, I know it's always a good time. Uh, shout out to anybody who was listening to us, you know, thank you so much. I ask, uh, you know, donate obviously to the cause. We also have a Patreon. This can help uh, with audio things that we can use to improve the audio so you have a better listening experience. So uh, we do also have a Patreon that you can find on our website. Uh, you can find our website by going through our Twitter, which is our is at Nyan and N-Y-A-N Edisons. And uh, you can see a link to our website and we have our Patreon and some content on there. We are working on it, guys. We will definitely some more stuff <laughs> we'll also post a link to the patreon um in the description for this episode uh so look in the description below uh if you're on soundcloud if um if you're on any other streaming platforms it'll be in the appropriate description section there and we also have a link to the patreon we'll post that in our twitter bio and in all of our social media so you guys can be able to access that we're working on getting some good content ready for patreon and things up on there so if you want to support us uh that would be very helpful like nat said you know we're 
working on trying to provide you guys with a better listening experience. So uh, that'll definitely help towards that cost. So yeah, we, and we thank you in advance for anything that if you want, if you'd like to contribute. Okay. Shout out to all of those shout outs. Uh, well, that was another episode of Not Your Average Noses. Uh, if you like to um, contact us, we are at gmail at notyouraveragenezins at gmail.com. Um, drop us a line, anything really. We love getting messages or um, critiques, comments from you all. So, uh, yeah, use that email. We are on Instagram at notyouraveragenezins. We are on Twitter at NYA Netizens and also Facebook at Not Your Average Netizens. We also have a f- website on Wix that is posted on our Twitter profile. As I can't remember the address at the moment. And I believe that is it. We're on YouTube. We are. We are also on YouTube and not your average netizens. And we are continuously posting new content onto there as well. So as as we said, look out for new content. If you'd like to donate to the Patreon, thank you. Um, We appreciate it. If you have anything to give, um, you know, it just helps us make this a better podcast for you the listener so if that all said um that was our episode and we hope you enjoyed it and we will see you on the next one bye everyone bye bye, bye.